Phil, that was uh, Reverend Diane Burke, uh, again, founder of uh, and spiritual director of One Spirit uh, Learning Alliance and One Spirit Interfaith Seminary in New York City. <laughs> I, I, I actually think, you know, in some ways, this is the direction religion is going in, at least in the, in the United States and, and probably in Europe, that um, maybe I'm wrong and maybe it'll be a reversal. But there are so many people that identify as spiritual but not religious. And I think mm -hmm. this is what they're talking about. They are religious, but they're not looking for one group to tell them exactly what to do. And they see a lot mm -hmm. of good stuff in all the different religions. And they'd like to pick and choose and, 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 and have it uh, work for them in their own way. And I think what she's mm -hmm. doing, and I'm not terribly familiar with all the aspects of their seminary, the One Spirit Interfaith Seminary, but is, is allowing for that. Okay, you yes. can get these uh, seasonal rituals from Sufism, you can get them from Judaism, you can get them from You use whichever one, they're all great. You know, use, pick and choose the way you like. There's these spiritual right. techniques uh, for meditation, for prayer, whatever, you know. And um, I, I think a lot of people have been doing that on their own, a lot of folks that we know, yep. and that th this is a way of sort of uh, organizing that. You yeah, think? and we yeah. should we should mention you know it's not just people who are eclectic and uh, in their spiritual pursuits, but also people who are committed to a particular tradition or a lineage, um, and who also want to learn from from the others and be open to it, and either out of curiosity or because they know that. Um, uh, there may be gaps in their own spiritual practice or their knowledge, and they can get it from uh, other sources. Now, I think you're right. I mean, it seems very clear to me. Now, we may hang out in right. uh, rare circles, so we know a lot of people like that. But look, we've interviewed a whole number of people who are deeply involved in that world right. of uh, what we could call interspirituality. And some of them, you know, have large constituencies and they're growing this is not something it's not a passing fad you know there's always been spiritually independent people and seekers and searchers you know i mean i you know i in the books i've written the last couple of books you know it, it was those people who were drawn to the gurus and the teachers right. like yogananda so it's all that way but now it's so much more diverse and, and the opportunity to learn from even a, a broader base of uh, legitimate pathways and traditions has never been this easy. And, you know, the ability to create online communities and... Right, right. Uh, and and, I, and it, I think that, that the separation, at least in discussion of spirituality from religion, I, I'm thinking back, like, you know, in, in the early mid-60s, if you were in a, in, in a synagogue or a church, Catholic church or whatever, and you were talking to a clergy person about, you know, well, I'm interested in spirituality but not religion. I, I don't know if those discussions were ever had, or, you know, the, the clergy at that time in those, in those faiths could even relate to what you were talking about. I think this no, is something no. that came after the 60s. You know, in, in, the, in the 50s and 60s, you had uh, 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 Bishop Fulton Sheen on TV talking. Now you have Deepak Chopra. You know, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you was, was that was it, he was a fabulous speaker, but he really was on point with Catholicism and the rules and sure. regulations and sort of the 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 doctrine. Yeah. 
Whereas somebody like Deepak Chopra, who had studied with Maharishi, comes out and he's talking about spirituality from every particular angle. And, and, and I think that's the direction uh, uh, that uh, it's going. And, and obviously in your book, in your books, uh, 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 American Veda, and now your book on Yogananda, uh, that evolution in terms of the expression of spirituality and its access to people in the West uh, are things that you cover in both those books. Yeah, yeah. I, it's my contention that um, all these developments, and you can see there's a lot of data on the growth of this you know, spiritual independence or the unaffiliated or the spiritual but not religious, um, the growth of that is consistent over time. And the younger people uh, are even more likely to identify that way than our generation. Right. So it's an obvious right. uh, trend and, and one that won't go away. Right. And will only get bigger and bigger. And the the traditional religions uh, have to uh, embrace that right. and accommodate right. it, or else they'll just die on the vine as right. you know do rigid dogmatic right. institutions right. that will eventually. I mean, even in the fundamentalist world, there's a big difference between uh, the the sort of uh, adult generation, the maturing generation, and the uh, millennials and right. the younger. Kids, you right. know, there's a bit. People are exposed to diversity. That's what's going to happen. But I, it's my contention that um, the advent and the the um, the uh, accessibility of the teachings and practices that came to us from the East, through what we we think of as Buddhism and Hinduism, especially, um, those that made possible people being able to be uh, spiritually independent and have depth because right. they brought with them deep spiritual practices that didn't require right. you to, to have a certain belief right. system or a dogma. And, and that, that has accelerated and catalyzed the whole uh, right. movement. I don't want this to be an expression of sarcasm, but I just thought of something, Phil. Uh, I'm <laughs> but you'll do it anyway. I, no, but I will do it anyway. I'm surprised you don't hear from these old school priests or ministers or rabbis, them saying, you know, wait a second, I'm religious but not spiritual, so let's not talk about that. <laughs> you know, I like the rules, but don't talk to me about this, these uh, you know, mystical experiences and all. Not my ball, my, my, not my ballpark. So it's uh, yeah. maybe well, maybe they yeah. do say that to one another. I don't know, but I but I yeah think maybe that, there's yeah. a, there's obvious there's a there's a, <laughs> a maybe a good repertoire of jokes in that observation. Yeah. A priest, a rabbi, priest, a minister, and a rabbi walk into a bar, and, and the bartender <laughs> says, "Is this a joke?" <laughs> I hope people get what we're you know. What is this? Some kind of joke? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, no, uh, she uh, great work she's doing. Recommend yeah. uh, go go to the website. We'll have it posted up. Uh, One yeah. Spirit Learning Alliance. Um, I really think work that people are doing in this area is wonderful yeah. because. And then she said how a lot of the people they train uh, in in their uh, seminary uh, are doing work in hospice, for instance, and end of life. Yeah. I mean, that's a our generation is getting older. You know, the baby boomers and people are looking for meaning. They're looking for depth. They're not always finding it in their traditional religious uh, backgrounds and upbringings. And I, so I think these folks are providing uh, a lot to them. 
You'll see many yeah. of these in different traditions. They have different uh, angles and approaches to dealing with such things. And, yep. and um, uh, people can see what appeals to them and make that choice. So in any event, okay. till next yep. time. I have very high regard for what Diane has accomplished and the work that uh, One Spirit does. So I hope people uh, look into it and uh, check out what uh, might be in it for them. Great. All right. All right. Till next time. Okay.